0: on Local Now, Channel 525.
1: The hunt for the Texas shooter who allegedly killed his five neighbors has come to an end. Great news. The suspect is in custody. I have just left Montgomery County Jail and he has been magistrated. Democrats unveil a plan to fight
2: Republicans On the debt ceiling. It is precisely the ridiculous levels of excess government spending that got us into this predicament. The Dow Jones tumbles
1: 350 points amid concerns over the debt ceiling negotiations and the banking sector.
2: Are there other issues out there in the regional banking space? Um, Is it over? This is the
1: Daybreak Insider Podcast. Your first look at today's top stories... For Wednesday, May 3rd, I'm Mike Scott. The four-day search for the man accused of fatally shooting five neighbors, including a mother and her nine-year-old son, in Texas, has been taken into custody. Breaking news coming in right now from the state of Texas, where a person believed to be the suspect in that mass shooting, that horrific shooting which left five people dead, including a nine-year-old boy, is in police custody tonight. Law enforcement are awaiting fingerprint confirmation that the man in custody is indeed Francisco Oropesa, who has been on the run since late Friday night. Police say Oropesa... Uh, his neighbor asked him to stop firing his gun near his property, and he apparently responded by entering that man's home and fatally shooting his wife's son, and three others. The arrest was made in the town of Cut-and-Shoot, Texas, a town that is roughly 17 miles west of Cleveland, where the killings took place near Houston. Sheriff Greg Capers announced the apprehension of the subject.
3: Great news the suspect is in custody. I have just left Montgomery County jail where he was taken and he has been magistrated. He now will be taken to my jail and uh, where his new residence will be. Um, I would like to thank the men behind me and the women behind me. They're not women here right now, but they everybody played a very, very integral part. In the arrest and capture
1: of this coward capers explains where they found the suspect bottom line is we now have this man in custody he was caught
3: hiding in a closet underneath some laundry they were they effectively made the arrest he is uninjured and he is currently being taken to my facility in cold springs
1: the texas sheriff states that Someone simply had the courage to call in a tip line, which led law enforcement directly to the suspect.
3: It, it was a multi jurisdictional operation, to say the least. Uh, somebody got a tip uh, uh, DPS, CID, uh, U.S. Marshals, FBI, we had a TAC team. They all meandered over there and uh, found, found that, that tip to be true.
1: Francisco Oropesa, 38 is accused of carrying out the massacre Friday night after neighbors asked him to stop firing his rifle so close to their home, waking a baby. This news comes as the Biden administration is making plans to send an additional 1,500 active-duty troops to the U.S.-Mexico border to try and help Border Patrol members with an expected influx of illegal migrants when Title 42 ends Next week, troops have been sent to the border before, and just as previous times, the troops Joe Biden is sending will serve in administrative roles and not perform any sort of law enforcement. While officials admit that there has been an uptick in migrants crossing the U.S.-Mexico border, the White House seems to focus on what they believe to be their successes in immigration, instead of what critics call a massive humanitarian
0: crisis. In way. Uh, in, a, in a way that is uh, uh, that actually deals with what we're seeing at the border, and that's why you've seen the parolee program be so successful. Uh, it has it has um, it has uh, uh, when it comes to illegal migration, you've seen it come down uh, by more than ninety percent, and that's because of this act, the actions that this president has taken.
1: Title forty two was invoked at the onset of the COVID nineteen pandemic, and has allowed border authorities to quickly expel certain migrants. The authority is set to expire on May 11. In the last few days, Border Patrol reports that there have been around 7,000 daily encounters on the U.S. southern border and that that number is expected to rise. Lieutenant Chris Olivares of the Texas Department of Public Safety says that the Biden administration sending troops to the border shows that their policies are not successful no matter what they tell the media.
0: And, of course, also undermines uh, their claims that the border is secure and that their plan is working. So if the border is secure, then why would you need 1,500 U.S. troops uh, to make their way to the border? And really, all they're going to be doing, uh, Lina, is babysitting. Uh, from what I read, of course, you know, data entry, which is another another term for processing, and, of course, transporting people that are coming across the border. But they're not going to actually stop the flow of people that are coming across. Really, all they're going to do is just process, transport, and release them as quickly as possible to avoid any negative optics, of course, coming from the media, that they would see thousands coming across the border. So that's really what it is. And, of course, it's only temporary. So it's, it's a temporary fix, and that's not even a fix because it's not going to solve the, the, the situation that we're seeing at the border right now.
1: Oliveras explains why he believes that the illegal migration flow to the U.S. will not stop anytime
0: soon. It's not going to stop. You know, as long as there's no no consequences in place as far as the federal government to stop the flow from people coming across, they're going to continue coming. I was in Brownsville, Texas, earlier this morning. Of course, that's right now that's the epicenter of where we're seeing 2,000-plus that are coming across daily. And majority are Venezuelans, and a lot of them are single adults. And when I talked to some of them, they told me that the reason why they're coming right now, they're not waiting for Title 42. They're coming right now because they have friends and families that have made it across the border and they've been released to the country and that's why they're coming across. The CBP1 app um, is not working as intended. That's why they're frustrated because there's there's a long wait time. So they figure, well, I'm gonna cross the border between the ports of entry and get released just like my family and friends have done. So that's why we're seeing that right now. And that's why the numbers continue to increase along the Southern border as well as the Southwest border in El Paso. And you have migrants that are sleeping in the streets, children, that's not a, a humane way or a controlled way to solve this this problem at the border. It actually completely goes against what the federal government has been saying, that they're trying to have a more humane process, which completely goes against that. The
1: expected migrant surge next week comes as President Biden is just days off launching his 2024 re-election bid. Joe Biden will have to navigate a border crisis, opening him up to attacks from Republicans and independents who have hammered the administration and are already wielding the issue to counter the president in the upcoming election. The death toll from a dust storm that struck central Illinois has officially risen to seven. Investigators initially thought that six had died in the 72-vehicle pileup that occurred shortly before 11 a.m. along I-55, near the town of Farmersville, between St. Louis and Springfield, on Monday. High winds blew soil onto the roadway from fields being worked by farmers, obscuring visibility. Some of the cars were burnt and damaged beyond recognition. Reporter Dana Rebeck explains why Illinois State Police had to adjust the number of fatalities.
2: That seventh victim found inside a car along with another person who died. State police say the wreckage was so severe they initially thought there was only one person inside.
1: Rebick says that investigators are looking into every possibility that could have caused the deadly dust storm.
2: State police are investigating every aspect of this crash including looking at the black boxes of all vehicles to determine the driving speed at the time. The ISP director was also asked today about nearby farms and plowing methods if it was too dry or windy and if that could have led to these dangerous conditions. He said they will be looking into all of those additional factors.
1: The Illinois State Police is working with Montgomery County coroners to identify the rest of the fatalities. While House Republicans passed a bill addressing the debt ceiling, congressional Democrats have been working on a long-shot plan, which might allow their party to bypass Speaker McCarthy in order to force a vote on the debt limit, even if they don't agree with the Republican bill. It's called a discharge petition. It's a rare procedural move, that may allow members of the House to move a bill and bring it to the floor without support of the majority party leadership. Democrat Senator Sheldon Whitehouse of Rhode Island spoke on the long shot tactic and states that Republicans will simply have to back off.
0: There are lots of ways to address spending issues and revenue issues, and move our way towards a debt-to-GDP ratio that the economy can sustain. There are lots of ways to do that. The one way not to do that is to threaten a choice between a million-job killer and a 780,000-job killer and say it's one or the other when neither is necessary. So they're just going to have to back off that really... Reckless stamps. Meantime,
1: the White House says that the Biden administration is willing to discuss debt with Republicans, but only after they raise... The debt ceiling.
0: The president is prepared to to talk about budget and appropriations uh, process. That's what we have said. We are not a deadbeat nation. The president said that. You heard him. You heard directly from him moments ago. And the president said he's happy to meet with McCarthy, but not on whether or not the debt limit gets extended. That's not negotiable.
1: Speaker Kevin McCarthy is set to meet with Joe Biden at the White House next week, along with other congressional leaders, as Joe Biden insists the debt ceiling. Can be raised without conditions separate from negotiations over spending and the government budget. EJ Antoni is a research fellow in the Center for Data Analysis at the Heritage Foundation, and he joins the Salem Radio Network and says it's imperative that the debt ceiling is tied to
2: spending cuts. It's amazing how she divorces the two realities that that are so intricately connected, that being government spending and the debt ceiling, as if somehow they're not at all related. It is precisely the ridiculous levels of excess government spending that got us into this predicament where we are bumping up against the debt ceiling, and now we need to raise that debt ceiling in order to continue Paying those bills. And as you rightly pointed out, nothing in the House proposal touches in any way uh, any of that non-discretionary spending. Things like VA benefits and Social Security. This is only capping discretionary spending and, in fact, doesn't even actually cap it at current levels. It allows it to continue growing. It just limits the growth. Unlike many pundits and economists, Tony says that there isn't a need to get too worked up over the debt ceiling. Interestingly, you know, we have bumped up against the debt ceiling countless times and nothing catastrophic ever happens from it. All that happens is we have a partial government shutdown, which basically has almost zero effect on most Americans. Probably the most consequential thing to ever come out of a partial government shutdown was the Monica Lewinsky scandal. So far from some kind of catastrophic uh, event or falling off a cliff, uh, this uh, event will be relatively unnoticed, frankly, by most Americans. Americans if it even happens.
1: Antonio explains what needs to be done in order to keep the American
2: economy healthy. The fact is, it is completely unrealistic to think that the government can spend somewhere between a quarter and a third of the economy year after year, and that somehow uh, all the wealth of all the millionaires and billionaires in this country, which accounts for substantially less than that, could somehow just be confiscated and pay for it ad infinitum. It wouldn't even cover it for a single year. What we need is what we have always needed, which is cuts to spending so that we can reduce the debt and we can slowly work our way out of this massive hole that we have dug ourselves into. The research fellow
1: at Heritage goes on to say that many economists are ignoring that the average American family is losing money under the Biden administration. The
2: the same people who are trying to redefine things like what a recession is, or even non-economic terms like what a woman is, right? These people are not grounded in facts. They are not grounded in reality. And so they are ignoring uh, the true financial plight and the true financial situation of the nation at large. But also even, even on a micro level, they have been ignoring the situation of the American family, which has steadily been getting poorer under Biden to the point where the average family is affected effectively seven thousand dollars poorer today compared to when biden took office the u.s hit its
1: current debt limit in january and treasury secretary janet yellen said in a letter to congress on monday that the government she believes could begin defaulting on some of its bills as early as june 1 unless the debt limit is raised The state of Vermont now allows some non-residents to use its assisted suicide law. We get more on this developing story from Daybreak Insider's Norman Hall. Vermont is now the first state to change its medically assisted suicide law to allow terminally ill people from out of state to take advantage of it to end their lives. Before Vermont removed its residency requirement Tuesday, it had reached a settlement with a Connecticut woman who has terminal cancer to allow her to take advantage of its law, provided she complies with other aspects of it. Vermont is one of ten states that allow medically assisted suicide. Critics of such laws say without the residency requirements, states risk becoming assisted suicide destinations. I. Norman Hall. Ongoing fears around the banking sector and the Federal Reserve's next rate decision caused stocks to tumble on Tuesday.
0: Blame it on regional bank shares, which tumbled on renewed fears over the financial system. The KBW Regional Banking Index hit its lowest level intraday since late 2020. Also, investors digested comments from Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen Monday, who said the federal government could be unable by June 1st to meet all of its payment obligations without legislation to raise Washington's borrowing limit. The Dow slid 1.1 percent. The S&P 500 dropped a little more than that, And the NASDAQ fell about the same as the Dow.
1: Brad Bernstein is UBS's managing director of wealth management. He believes that investors are simply worried if there are other potential bank failures on the horizon.
2: Um, What we're seeing is just concerns about other, you know, are there other issues out there in the regional banking space? Um, Is it over after what happened this week? Um, Did that put it to bed or are there more? And there's just some short-term uncertainty and a lot of uh, concerns there that, you know, are are warranted.
1: The Fed's two-day policy meeting, which kicked off Tuesday, is expected to conclude with the central bank announcing another quarter-point rate hike today. The drop in Bud Light sales continues. Daybreak Insider's Tasha Stevens is taking a look at the numbers and the continued fallout. From Anheuser-Busch's PR debacle. According to Beer Business Daily, Bud Light's sales outside of restaurants and bars is down 26.1% from a year earlier for the week ending April 22nd. This as the fallout from its partnership with Dylan Mulvaney continues. Two senior marketing executives have taken leaves of absence amid the controversy. Tasha Stevens reporting. <laughs> of a bride killed on her wedding night is urging drivers not to drive drunk daybreak insiders lisa dwyer has more on this tragic story 34 year old samantha miller died friday in folly beach south carolina her sister mandy jenkins said she can't forgive the drunk driver
2: because she made a terrible mistake that has changed our lives and a lot of lives forever.
1: And she urges others not to make the same mistake.
2: So bringing awareness to what drunk driving can really do. We're a real, we're a real family from a, like one bad decision just affected so many people.
1: I'm Lisa Dwyer. And finally... Americans are now spending more money on legal cannabis than craft beer or chocolate. According to a new report, the U.S. spent about $30 billion on legal marijuana last year, outspending other feel-good products like chocolate or microbrews. This morning's
3: number is... 30 billion U.S. legal marijuana sales in 2022, $30 billion. Legal. Legal. This is legal. We got, who knows what's going on in the illegal market. And that 30 billion top chocolates, $18 That's how popular and how much money is being made just from legal marijuana. And I think you get an understanding here marijuana is legal in 20 states plus the district of columbia you could see these states range right in their political preferences you get blue states like new york but then you get a red state like missouri and keep in mind all these states have legalized marijuana since 2012 so this is really just a
1: fresh phenomenon still while legal cannabis sales are soaring they still fall behind the tobacco industry which made about 53 billion dollars last year that said Many experts project that sales of legal cannabis could reach $57 billion by 2028. Meantime, there is a bipartisan effort on Capitol Hill to legalize recreational marijuana at the federal level.
3: Uh, up my room is still up and I know why.
0: why man. Yeah, I got like a, ha, ha.
1: La, da, 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 da. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider Podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at SRNNews.com and TownHall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Mike Scott. <gasps>